Open it up. Open it all up. Nothing limited. Let's go. I'm still uneasy about it. Joe Rigotti, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Are you ready for a six-inch separation between you and other fans? Sold-out stadiums, sold-out crowds, sold-out baseball stadiums, arenas, the entire thing, because Louisville baseball coach Dan McDonald is, and while he's trying to make a good point, he's off base, no pun intended, in a variety of ways. Ken Levick alive, I'm him, he's Chris Cal Joe Rigani running things on this Wednesday on ESPN 106, three free ESPN app and on your smart speaker, here in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney's Studios in the Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the Intracoastal. Uh, Dan McDonald, Louisville baseball coach. And Louisville is in line, if you know anything about college baseball, uh, baseball to host a regional, potentially a super regional. And last night, uh, because he has been dealing with limited capacity, like every single team in every single sport since the fall has been putting up with, he's done with it, though. It's broken him, and this is what Dan McDonald sounded like when he finally erupted last night. I'm ready to open this place up. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm beyond frustrated. I'm tired of it. We're an outdoor sport. I mean, let's go, people. Turn on the Masters. Watch the Derby. Watch the games in the SEC and in other ballparks. It's an outdoor sport. You want to risk it, you risk it. Like, I'm, I'm tired of playing games without people in the stands. So let's open it up and let's let our fans come and let's let them enjoy some Louisville baseball. And then I'll be a little more excited to host a regional because unfortunately I haven't had a regional atmosphere yet. Right? Do we not agree? Okay. I, I, I don't know if I agree, Dan. Uh, thank you for that. Now I, um, I get, I get his frustration and I get what he's saying in the fall as I traveled the country um, calling college football games, and then in the winter as I traveled the country, uh, calling college basketball games that just felt like AAU tournaments because uh, there were no stands on the floor. I was back much further from the court than I've ever been. Uh, Seats are separated uh, to qualify as benches. It was weird. It felt off. I want fans back in the stands at full capacity. I absolutely do. This isn't the same. Sports has not been the same with no fans and then limited fans. That said, is it really time yet in a country that does not appear as if it is going to come anywhere close to herd immunity? In a country where misinformation and conspiracy theory has completely taken over, it has run rampant to a point where people, instead of reading actual medical analysis and reality, are reacting to and scared of vaccines because of Facebook memes in this country, do we actually think on May 5th, where we are 
25, 30% of Americans away from actual herd immunity, and we're not going to come close to approaching it, that we're just ready to throw the doors open on everything from a sports venue standpoint. And this is keeping in mind that come next fall, come college football season and NFL season, Coquel, there is no doubt in my mind that every single stadium in this country is going to be 100% capacity. That said, that's also going to be August as opposed to May. So I get what Dan McDonald is saying, but I, me personally... I would not go to a sold-out stadium, and that's what he's calling for, to enjoy a baseball game when there are still so many people, so many people, and this is fine. Hey, it's your it's your right, I suppose, to, com- to ignore a public health crisis. It's your right to not want to get vaccinated. It's your right. Is it dumb? Me personally, this is just me, Ken Levicka speaking. Me personally, I think that's dumb. I think that is ignorant behavior. I think that's irrational behavior, and I think that's reckless behavior. But you don't have to get the vaccine. But because of that, because of those that don't want to get the vaccine, because they're misinformed, that's why I don't agree with Dan McDonald, and I don't feel comfortable sitting in a sold-out stadium. Is it time? Would you go sit right now, May 5th, in a sold-out stadium? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN, 888-760-3776. I Coquel, I'm just not ready. I'm not ready at all either. Um, And the vaccine thing is an interesting situation. I've told you off the air, my wife is not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And I am, and I'm a big proponent of being vaccinated, and it's a little discourse in our house. But I also grew up a white male in a country that has done right by white males, she is a black female, right. and there's trust issues with the vaccine, which I don't even know exactly where it lies on there. And I- well, they, this this is a deep-seated mistrust. The problem here is, though, this same vaccine is available to all Americans, whether it's white American, black American. I, and I understand that, but it's easy for me and you to sit here and say that. I At agree. the same time, I also think everyone should get vaccinated. I push it, and I say it in front of her, and I say it in front of everyone. I say she should get vaccinated. Yeah. And I think she will when she's right. But she also is someone who isn't going anywhere. And when she goes somewhere, she's wearing her mask. So she's not saying, hey, I'm not getting vaccinated and let's go live our normal lives. She's saying, I'm going to take these other precautions until I feel comfortable getting vaccinated. So it's a little bit different where where this guy's coming off trying to fill Jim Patterson Stadium and all 4,000 people there in Louisville. He wants to – it's typical minor league bench seating with no space at all. Right, and that's There's the thing. There's no space at all between people. Dan McDonald's point about it's an outdoor sport. Open it up. It's an outdoor sport. That doesn't matter. It being an outdoor sport doesn't matter if you're sitting six inches away from people in front of you and behind you and to the side. And it's easy for Dan McDonald to say this as someone who gets tested for COVID three times a week and sits in the dugout and sits in a dugout and but always knows his COVID status absolutely always knows his COVID status I went through this with college basketball Coquel you know me I was at all times every second from late October through beginning of April I was confident uh, confident about where I was from a health standpoint because I was getting tested three times a week at Florida Atlantic 
So I always knew if I was negative, I always knew if I was inconclusive, I always knew if I was positive. These are the types of things that are wildly easy to say if you're Dan McDonald, head baseball coach, though, at Louisville, and, ah, uh, open it up. Okay, guy who's tested three times a week. Uh, and, and and even yesterday, also, what, though. what are you weighing here? What are, what are the pros and cons for a college baseball? Because Dan doesn't think the crowd noise is loud enough? Like, does the crowd noise really affect that much in a college baseball game where it's going to make that much of a difference, 4,000 people? The only other person I can remember making a comment like this where I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing is the maniac up in Gainesville. I mean, Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen. Uh, fill up. Fill up the swamp as thousands of Floridians are dying per day uh, in the early fall. And Dan Mullen, though, and I don't know, I don't know Dan McDonald. Um, Dan Mullen uh, obviously is unhinged, and we saw that uh, during the course of the fall. He's had an odd like something's year. An odd year with, for Dan Mullen. Something's legitimately off with Dan Mullen. But also, too, Dan McDonald says, "Watch the Kentucky Derby. Watch the Masters." Dan, guess what? Those were limited capacity. What's your point? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And also, I guarantee a lot of those people that were at the Kentucky Derby, like your Tom Brady, who can get tested whenever he wants, and as a con- probably vaccinated, and as a concierge doctor service, I'm sure yeah. he has coming in. You know what I mean? So let's not judge it by that. Then the common fan of Louisville baseball in the middle, you know what I mean? But, but in the middle of Jim Patterson Stadium. Say, say that. It, uh, fine, I, I know that this is a bad example, but say Marlins Park opens up to full capacity. Safe. Fully safe. Okay. Everybody can spread out. Everybody gets their own row. This will be better. Full stands. American Airlines Arena. Okay. Heat playoffs. Right. Say, or BB&T Center. Panthers postseason. Full capacity. Okay? Are you comfortable right now, May 5th, sitting in a packed house, in a packed arena, Indoor arena. It's fine if you are. I just want to know because maybe I'm in the minority here. I know I don't. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Do you feel good enough? Do you feel confident? Do you feel safe enough sitting in a capacity crowd Arena Now, yesterday, Pat Lawler, our sports agent insider and our sports law insider, when we discussed with him liabilities with venues, he said that if if venues there and there are some venues in this country that are offering discounts for those who can prove they've been vaccinated. Um, We know that the heat have had um, different sections for people that have been vaccinated vaccinated and i got a tweet yesterday that segregation oh please no it's not segregation the 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 difference between you um uh, having things separated because of the color of your skin and you being separated from something because you haven't heated public public health advice are two entirely different things that's not segregation Try to send that's your business. school your kids to public school guess what they ask for Mm-hmm. updated vaccines and guess what happens in preschool when they mm-hmm. turn four updated vaccines and right. guess what happens the next time vaccines are due i don't right. know because my wife does all the smart stuff <laughs> they ask for vaccines i like, mean come on i just i'm in in august i'm not gonna have a choice i'm going to be in packed stadiums okay like that and but, but i'll feel better by that vaccinated. point and i'll be vaccinated and by the way as of tomorrow i will be fully vaccinated which is awesome i'm i am looking forward to that that's going to be a nice peace of mind um but right now may 5th it's my distrust of people 
in this climate where I can't believe that a vaccine has become so divisive, not to mention so many people take their information from Facebook memes and from uh, just complete nonsensical talkers at 9 o'clock Eastern time on specific networks without any basis in fact. I'm uneasy more so, not, not even catching COVID, I'm more so uneasy because I don't trust enough people based on the behavior that I've seen. Hell, we're going to see tonight in West Palm Beach on Cinco de Mayo. I mean, we're going to have people packed in, sweating on one another, dancing on one another, and I assure you that less, significantly less than half have received a vaccination. So I'm going to go into the BB&T Center in 100% capacity if they were to go that route and feel safe. Uh-uh. No. I'm not going to mention any names of people around here, but I really wish I didn't see their Instagram stories because I know that I'm going to be upset tonight when I see them out at these parties. And then it's just people oh. everywhere. It's, it's the everyday person is just throwing caution to the wind. And now it's being celebrated because we got rid of all mask protocols. Unless my son's school had to call and announce that they're keeping mask protocols. Because the state yeah. got rid of it. Well, Palm Beach County, we announced yesterday, mask mandate gone. It, it, it's, it's gone. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And again, you, you, you have every right not to get the vaccine. It's not law that you get the vaccine. Do I think you should get the vaccine? Yes, but I'm only one guy. I'm just a dope who talks on the radio every day at noon and hangs out with another dope in Coquel who talks on the radio at noon and who has also, Joe Rigotti, another dope, who pushes buttons at noon, okay? Who also thinks you should get the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, we're two dopes who think you should get vaccinated. Great. But that three vo- dopes that think you should get vaccinated. But again, we it's not law. So do what you want. I'm just saying I don't want to go to a packed arena because I don't trust those who don't who aren't trusting common sense science. That's just me. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. I'm not judging you as a person. I'm just kind of judging your your common sense. Sean is in West Palm. Sean, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Sean, say they threw open the American Airlines Arena. Uh, you going to a, a, a packed house? Definitely. Okay. Why? Why? Can't why wait. do you feel comfortable? Can't wait curious. until they're open. And why? Um, well, the, the issue with vaccines is that people are still testing positive after getting vaccinated. But, so get, but listen to me. Listen, hold on, really, Sean. Listen, really Sean, listen to me. The vaccine is not to completely eliminate COVID. It's to keep you out of the hospital and to keep you from dying. That's the vaccine. That's the point of the vaccine. So already, right. the first but thing you say to me, though, Sean, is misinformation. Concerning the vaccine. If you can catch the vaccine after being vaccinated, what's the use of it? What? He meant you can catch COVID. And also, in reference to I black people... I just explained it to you, Sean! Sean! In, in reference ahead, to black people, we do have on our uh, in our collective memory something called... I know, Tuskegee, called the, I know, Tuskegee, I know about it, Sean. I know about it, Sean. I, I know about it, and I understand it, and I understand how it gets ingrained. I understand how unfair it is, but what I'm telling you is every single American is getting vaccinated with the same thing. In the Tuskegee experiments, black people were exploited and tricked and tricked. This is something that well, was tested. This may well, be a case of the whole nation being exploited yeah, and tricked. All right, Sean, I'm hanging up on you. I Hold can't on, do let, that. Let, I cannot let, do that. Let me just talk for one second to Sean if he's still listening. Sean, and we appreciate your call. Here's the thing with the vaccine that people do have to understand. You may still test positive for COVID because, again, it's there to make sure you don't end up in the hospital and die. Mm. Also, 
being a former math teacher, when something is 95% effective and there's a million people getting it, that means there's going to be a percentage that don't that it doesn't work because there's 5% that the vaccine didn't work. But it's 95% of the people who it will work. So will there be cases where people get really sick? Yes, but the number will be minuscule in the thousands as opposed to the hundreds of thousands pushing a million by the time we're all said and done that would be without a vaccine. That's the way math works. When you have a percentage, there is going to be the other side of the percentage. I want to I want to make something clear. Okay. I am presenting this topic as a discussion about why or why not you are comfortable going into a packed arena sports wise. If you're going to call here though and start reading me your favorite uninformed Facebook meme or parrot something that you've seen on a specific news network or a completely fact-checked, completely wrong tweet. If you're going to spread conspiracy theory, you're not doing it on this show. You're not going to do it, and I don't want to hear about it. I'm not going to be used as a vehicle for that. And if you do try to do that, you're you're getting hung up on it. And you're going to be stuck with me explaining things again. Do you want to go to a packed arena right now, May 5th? That's the question, not the efficacy of the vaccine, which is as high as any vaccine in the world, not whether or not we're a nation full of guinea pigs. Get the bleep out of here with that nonsense. Bill in Juno Beach, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Bill? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Yep. I I, had a, uh, I got my shot couple of days ago, I got the J and J. I'm I'm fine, and you know they they say that it should be good, but you never know, right? You you never know. You might have to take another shot, but sure, sure. I, I would I would love to talk about something about sports. But yeah, this no, is sports. We're, we're going to have to have a conversation about this, though, because this is sports. Like, there's going to have to be the conscious decision made to open up arenas and stadiums in full. Like I said, I'm a Division One college football play-by-play broadcaster. I'm a Division One college basketball play-by-play broadcaster, I, and so I, I'm not going to have I a choice. Division, I played Division Two basketball. Cool. I'm at college, so um, cool. Congrats. That's that's not the thing. The th- the thing I, I want to talk about. It's how I, I'm so sick of Aaron Rodgers and all this crap about him. Let's just talk about nice things about the oh, you're NFL not like or baseball. Oh, Bill. Bill, Bill, I got bad news for we you, got, man. We got COVID we got, vaccines. We, we got, got Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers uh-oh, we are playing the hits today, Bill. I apologize. Uh, Bill, I, I promise okay, you. So, oh, go ahead, Bill. Okay. Okay. Listen, I like I like you, and I like the Fox. I, I listen to both, but that's all they're talking about is Aaron Rodgers. But Bill, Bill, let so me. I don't care about Bill, him. All right, Bill. Let me change the subject for a second. Let's not talk about Aaron Rodgers. Who do you think will be the Packers okay, quarterback? Good. Who do you think will be the Packers quarterback next year? Well, they got love, right? So that they drafted there him. You go. So. So, it, 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 Bill, so, I want to ask you, I'm going to do this for you because you you are are a very nice man. I'm going to ask you right now, what do you, before we, we hit a commercial break, what do you, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about, let's see, uh, I like to talk about baseball. I love baseball. Can you believe the Astros, about, uh, can you believe the Astros are whining that they're getting booed in stadiums? I mean, 
No, yeah, it's they embarrassing. They deserve that. Yeah. They, they deserve that. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. I, I, I actually called everybody I knew just to put the game on because uh, you guys had it on TV. I called everybody and said, you got to listen to the first inning. You know, yeah, it was uh, the, the Boeing was good. The Boeing was good. Uh, the the Yankees fans showed out last night. And uh, what did you think about the Star Wars stuff, though? That was kind of unnecessary, right, Bill? I know. Well, can can I ask you a question? Sure. Was it like the anniversary of Star Wars? No, nah, what it what is, um, a bunch of a bunch of millennials came together, and they've decided that May fourth. Uh, is a Star Wars holiday because it's May the 4th be with you. And so ESPN, oh. Disney, uh, Star Wars, a little cross-promotion by the parent company. That's why that happened last night. Millennials. Oh, okay, because I, I, I didn't understand that. I go, what are they doing that for? Yeah, yeah. But, Bill, Marlins, two games back. You think they can make a run? I uh, know. Marlins going to make the playoffs. I, I, I do believe they got the pitching to make the playoffs. And, uh, Bill, I just and wanted I think, to ask you, too, uh, the White Sox are tied for first uh, after last night. What are their chances in the AL Central? Uh, they're not going to. Uh, I, I, who's in second? I, I'm, I'm, is Minnesota second? No, nah, Kansas City, actually. Kansas City's tied for first. Then you got Cleveland in the mix at 15 and 13 also. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas City. Oh, how dare you, Bill. Appreciate the call, Bill. And that concludes our baseball talk. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Would you feel comfortable going into a full arena as of May 5th uh, full stadium May 5th right now with this current climate. Uh, Louisville baseball coach says, open it up, open it up. And I'm not opening this up to conspiracy theories. I just want to know why you will or will not go to a packed stadium right now. 888-760-3776. Area 51, real or not? <laughs> uh, chemtrails, real or not? He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levicka live on ESPN 1063. Call the show now at 888-760-3776. You feel comfortable right now going into a packed stadium, packed arena May 5th. If you do, great. I'm just curious. I'm, I'm, I'm curious why and maybe... Your comfort level will convince me that I'm I'm ready to uh, to do it. What is going to help is that I will have a second COVID shot as of uh, tomorrow evening, and I'm so I'll be on the the path to to being so. And maybe you are fully vaccinated, and that is why you feel comfortable going to Panthers playoffs if, if it was hypothetically 100% capacity. And I don't know yet what the Panthers are doing with that or Heat playoffs, American Airlines Arena. I'm just curious because Louisville's baseball coach says no matter what, throw it open. Throw it open. Like, let's go. I need this to feel like sports should feel. And I get it. I think his premise is a bit flawed, but I get it. I completely understand it because I want fans back too. I'm sick of the limited stuff. I'm sick of the empty seats. I'm tired of the limited capacity. It sucks. It sucks. But I also want this to be done without unnecessary illness and death, but also... 
I want to make sure that it's being done when it's 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 time because it's going to really suck if it's not time. You open things up and then you have to close things back down. That's the ultimate buzzkill. Like when I grew up in Chicago and it was the random 72-degree day uh, on uh, March 27th and then the next day you had six inches of snow. Ultimate buzzkill, except now people are dying. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Are you willing to go to a packed arena right now? Or Pack Stadium. Are, are, are you comfortable with that? Yes or no? Basic question. Harry in Jupiter. Harry, talk to me on this Wednesday. What's up, man? Hey, good afternoon. I love your show. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I had corona. I almost died with it. My whole family has the shots now. Mm-hmm. The only way I would feel comfortable and going if I know everybody in the arena has the shot. Yeah, and it, that brings up something that we discussed yesterday with, with Pat Lawler, and maybe not to the extent of an entire arena uh, or stadium having to provide proof of vaccination. But I assure you, Harry, there are going to be some countries, and I really think Canada might be one of them, where at least initially uh, you are not getting in anywhere without the proof of a uh, a vaccination. And I'm sorry to hear about your illness, but I'm really glad to hear about your family um, uh, being oh, vaccinated. Yeah. That is that is a, a great outcome, I suppose, for what was really a crappy start, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I have my whole family. My, my son's blind and deaf. The county sent somebody to the house and gave him wow. a shot, too. Wow. Awesome. You know, I mean, you have to protect yourself. We've been getting shots ever since we were kids. It's just another disease. It's just another shot. It's not a, you get a little sick, but I had corona. I was on my dying bed. Mm. I was in the hospital for 10 days. It's the most nastiest thing I ever went through in my life. If people had to go through that, they would be lining up to get the shot, I think. I'm, uh, I'm really sorry to hear that, but I, I, am, I am heartened by you calling in, telling us about it, and uh, being able to listen to us every day. Appreciate that, Harry. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Now, what this isn't going to be for all time is, uh, you know, the, oh, uh, go in only if you're vaccinated. Like, eventually, this is going to taper off. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where the treatment's good enough that it's not going to matter anymore. I, I get that. But I also, I, I just wonder, and I'm not advocating for this, but I wonder if there are in specific states, we know it's not going to be this one, okay? But if, if there are certain states where they say, hey, I, you're only getting in or you're only getting these seats if you're vaccinated. I, and I think that's plausible. And I don't think that there's much legal argument um, uh, uh, against that, but I think that many other people would be more comfortable than they typically would if this was a free-for-all if there was something like that put in uh, in in place. Uh, Joe in Port St. Lucie. Uh, John in Port St. Lucie. John, sorry, I butchered uh, I butchered that. John, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, bud? Ah, close enough. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Um, I got to tell you, I'm a huge sports fan. I, I want to sway off your topic a little bit. As far as, like, uh, the pandemic is concerned, I don't really want to, like, go to any stadiums as of yet, even though I have been vaccinated. But uh, the thing that I wanted to ask you, because I am such a major sports fan, and I have never heard any sports radio, talk show, TV show, or anything bring this up. My question is, being a major Dolphin fan, Mm -hmm. is now that they added an extra week to the season, is my beloved Dolphins 72-team season safe? forever. Wow. That's that's what I'm that is a good point. I legitimately love that. I think that that's absolutely excellent. Um 
It's going to make it that sure. much harder. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. It is going to make it that much harder. I think it may, and I don't know a percentage, but it may, for all time, preserve the undefeated season. Is there really going to be a team that can go through a 17-game regular season and at minimum three additional playoff games and go undefeated and win a championship? I've got to say, John, I think the Dolphins are pretty safe. I think Mercury Morris is in great shape here. Excellent. That's exactly what I wanted to hear, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, I love that. That is good. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Next stop is Joe in Jupiter. Hello, Joe. <laughs> How's it going? What's up, buddy? I, uh, well, although I am looking forward to fans being back in the stands for the TV enjoyment experience out of it, because it, you, you want to hear the crowd yelling it just makes for a better tv experience i don't see me being a part of that for a long time just because we're just not near out of it yet so um, i know and there's i've been there's gonna be some ptsd to this whole thing right i'm not shaking hands with people for at least three years well i that's the one thing i hope that handshakes just completely go away we don't need them handshakes are completely overrated right um but I, I get what you're saying, Joe, and it's probably going to be a little bit for me. Now, I, I say that I'm going to be in these packed arenas, I'm going to be in these stadiums, but at least with football, I'm in a, a media area, I am in a, a booth calling the game. Now, basketball is a little bit more integrated with fans, but I'm with you. Like My biggest concern also is not necessarily sitting in a packed stadium, it's once tailgates get back. In the oh. full swing. Like, my my experience oh. tailgating is at the University of Miami on FAU bye weeks with my wife, who is an avid Canes fan, season ticket holder, and tailgater. Those things are much more close, sweaty, breathy than the actual game oh, yeah. is. And so I just don't know when I'm going to be. I'm going to be ready for that at some point. I just don't know when. I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I thankfully – totally vaccinated now the family we've never got we, we, we've never gotten the virus but i've known people that have and it was they some some of them said it was the worst they wouldn't yeah. wish it on their worst enemy yeah. and, and then um i gotta tell you real quick hello uh, i did i really enjoyed that conversation you had with bill a little bit ago because <laughs> and you gave him the, you gave him the floor and started firing sports questions at him. That was really enjoyable. Hey, if if can he wants to with, if he we, wants to talk baseball, we can we'll make it Joe, a bit. Joe's got some questions. We'll, Joe, we'll what make, do you got for hey, us? Joe, Joe, what do you got? Let's let's start this. Ask us anything. Joe's it's a, the Joe's newest segment what? here on Ken Levick Alive. Fire away, Joe. Well, I know. The, I'm sorry about your heat your heat basketball team last <laughs> night. Thank thank God Butler didn't show up last minute, but. Uh, that was a nice win for the Mavericks. Give me some basketball questions. Let me see how smart I am. Okay. Just start firing some stuff at me. Oh, we're not or asking NFL you questions. You've got to ask us questions, Joe. Yeah, Joe, oh, okay. you, Joe All right. go ahead. How – I don't – as far as a Maverick fan, we do not have enough to go all the way, period. Nah, you can't but trust Christoph. Can we at least get feet. through Denver, you think? Uh, I don't okay. know. I mean, that matchup with Doncic, I, I just, I don't, uh, you know, you're obviously, Luka is going to be able to carry you for a while, but man, yeah. Denver, uh, they, they're just, they've got the MVP, the guy who's going to win MVP. Uh, yep. I know they don't have Jamal Murray, but they should have enough to get past Dallas. I'm sorry, Joe. A lot of white stars on that no, court. We, we, need, yeah. we, need, we need one more piece. We, we need one more piece in the offseason. I yep. don't know who that's going to be. But we we need it. We don't have enough. KP can't stay on the floor. Nope. I'd say trade him for two pieces if somebody would do that. But either way, yep. anyways, sorry. Any, any cowboy 
any cowboy uh, optimism for this year? I, I feel I feel yes, optimistic. I, I feel optimistic about the Cowboys, Joe, that they are going to have a draft pick uh, outside of the top twelve. Okay, is that is that optimistic enough? <laughs> Uh, that don't make me feel too much. Hey, better you now. wanted to ask us uh, really, anything, Joe? Uh, you wanted to ask us anything, and I'm trying to give you the answers here. No, Joe, I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. I, they I play, appreciate they it, play in the NFC East, right. and there's your optimism. Um, I, uh, I do like, and I appreciate. One, I always appreciate Joe, and two, I do love the new segment. Ask us anything, or should it be ask the callers anything? No, they got to ask us. We're the experts. I mean, maybe there are some days where I just don't feel like doing this. I'll kick my feet up. People can call and I'll ask Stop them questions. Me. We just got the show where it's not time to be lazy. That's for July. July when nothing's going <laughs> in on. In July, we'll debut Ask the Callers Anything. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. <laughs> if you want a legitimate job in sports, unlike uh, the one that Coquel and I have somehow fallen ass first into, uh, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, that's how you get it. 21 years that Dr. Jim Reardon has been at the helm, and he has made dreams happen. He puts the resources out there. The students take advantage of the internships, of the first-hand knowledge from professors and uh, the opportunities, and that leads to a job in sports. Gabe Marinas, my guy from FAU Basketball, got his degree at Florida Atlantic, got his MBA in sport management, and now he's working in the Miami Dolphins video department. Just one of the hundreds and thousands of success stories and careers in sports that have been started with the FAU MBA sport management program. You may be listening to me talk about it and saying, uh, I, uh, fine, that's a, that's a good story, good story time. With Ken. No, no, that could be you. You can alter your career course, even you, Coquel, uh, even someone that is in a job for 20 years, has a family and realizes this isn't what I want to do. I want to get into sports. Take the leap. And the FAU MBA Sport Management Program is how you do it. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Summer semester courses, fall semester courses, remote or in person, they've got it for you with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. As the cheese turns, the soap opera continues. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live on ESPN. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... For Packers fans, it's not just that Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come back to the Packers. Now, Aaron Rodgers' predecessor doesn't think Aaron Rodgers is coming back to the Packers. Ooh, rough life up there in Green Bay. Ken Levick Alive with Chris Coquel. Don't forget the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast is right into your phone, right into that technology every single day, right after we wrap up at 1 o'clock. Whether it's the full show, whether it's individual segments, the greatness, or the terribleness that is Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Wherever you get your podcast, subscribe it, rate it, Every single day here on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast. All right. It's time for the daytime television that is sweeping the nation. It is the best soap opera since the 1980s version of Days of Our Lives. It is As the Cheese Turns. 
With the 32nd pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens right select Lamar Jackson. What is playing right now? Forgot he bring that down. I've seen Coquel laughing. Did you just send him the wrong thing, Coquel? <laughs> no. You just sent him the wrong thing. I don't even know what that was. There was, <laughs> was our NFL draft metal promo. music and an NFL draft sounder and Lamar Jackson being announced as the 32nd pick of the 2018 what draft. What in the hell was that? I am not putting that on Rigotti because Rigotti looked as surprised as I was that that was playing, and I looked over at you, and you immediately started laughing. Did you sabotage as the cheese turns? Be honest with me here. Did you sabotage this segment? What? I love as the cheese turns. <laughs> uh, I can see Coquel so desperately. My, so my 2022 mock draft is what we're going to do. Oh, no, we are absolutely not. Oh, let me turn that. off my mic and check what this file is oh, really quick. Goodness. I'll be right back, folks. I will um I will I promise you we have some great Aaron Rodgers talk on deck for you. Uh that was fascinating, Coquel. That was absolutely fascinating. And uh Rigotti, we're going to get you what you um actually need here. Um so so hopefully Hopefully we can get this. Uh, it gives me a chance to tell you. You can call in and join us, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Uh, you can also, again, subscribe to the podcast. And oh, also, too, happy month anniversary to this program. Wow. What a, what an incredible oh, moment. Speaking of like happy things. This I've, is one of the top moments, by the way, that, just, uh, that made, we just did. That kind of defines my radio career. Uh-huh. I made a big time mistake, not just with sending Joe the audio. I forgot Mother's Day was Sunday, and my birthday's June sixth, and then it's Father's Day. And I brought up to my wife, I was like, you know, you only got like a month to start shopping. Have you started shopping for her? It's it's my time now. And she just looked at me with like the death stare. Did you? And I skipped over Mother's Day to get uh-huh. to my month. Did you do any Mother's Day shopping yet? <laughs> so you are. So you're. Did you're you? asking your wife a month. Yes, you're what asking. Did you get? I'm not telling you. Why? Because my wife listens. Oh, mine doesn't. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're safe. You can say anything you want on the show. I think I got her a ESPN West Palm soccer ball <laughs> and a koozie. Oh, wait. All the things that we bring out on street teams. A red t-shirt. Oh, bargain shopping. Well done. Always finding those deals, Cal. I think now a it is time. A phone number from FAU Sport Management. <laughs> she wants to change her career. It is time for the soap opera from Green Bay. Cheese turns. This portion brought to you today by FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. And by Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Man, was that worth the wait? As the cheese turns. <laughs> I think we should have played the NFL draft promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the, the first thing, the mistake, may have been much more worthwhile than what we actually uh, just played. Uh, so. Brett Favre was on ESPN Wisconsin's Wildey and Tausch earlier today, our friends up in Wisconsin, our sister station up there. And uh, Brett Favre had some thoughts about the man who succeeded him uh, in the green and gold, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. And um, in news that is not going to make delusional Packers fans any happier, Brett Favre really has a strong feeling about Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he's coming back to the Packers? Boy, that's a good question. I, you know, that's a million-dollar question. Um, you know, I, I think I know Aaron fairly well. And I, honestly, I just don't see him coming back and just saying, all right, 
let's bury the hatchet, whatever that, for whatever caused the rift. I'm just going to come back and play because I love love the guys. I love the Green Bay fans. Uh, I, I assume that he, he does. Um, but his, his rift isn't with the fans nor the players. It's with the, the front office, you know. So will he just swallow his pride and come in? Maybe. But I don't see that happening. I, I, if there's not a trade, my gut tells me that he, he'd rather sit out than play. And that says so much right there. Brent Favre, who knows a thing or two, about being at odds with Packers management and eventually being traded. When he jumps on ESPN Wisconsin's Wilde and Tausch and says, yeah, I don't, I don't see Aaron Rodgers coming back to Green Bay. I mean, have we not heard and read enough to prove to us that Aaron Rodgers is not playing quarterback for the Packers week one and that they have a major problem now with Brian Gutekunst as their general manager? Why? This is. It, Do you think Aaron Rodgers hates the fact that Favre gets involved in every probably. bit of his whole career business? Probably, probably. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. We know he's a little on the um, the sensitive side, so I'm sure it drives him insane. I'm sure it drives him crazy that Brett Favre is spreading his opinion around about Aaron Rodgers. But Brett Favre's not wrong. I mean, Brett Favre is not wrong, and I think this does bring up a fascinating question, and this, I mean, this is a typical kind of lazy sports talk question, but I think it's certainly applicable at this point. I love lazy sports talk <laughs> questions. Let's get fired up. Let's face go. just lit up. Um, who, who right now is to blame for this impasse? The GM. Rodgers. Is it, is it? Packers fan. Is it Aaron Rodgers, or is it the GM, Brian Gutekunst? Because, Joe from Jupiter. Um, uh, Rigotti, if you could if you could get um, the, the Mike Golick Jr. Uh, audio as well, because Mike Golick Jr. on his radio show last night, uh, he said something that I thought was very, very profound about Aaron Rodgers, but also how the Packers have treated Aaron Rodgers. I hear people talking about Aaron Rodgers being too sensitive. We heard Terry Bradshaw say that. We heard Warren Moon uh, you know, say that about young players in this league. Courtney Cronin, our Vikings reporter yesterday, that the Minnesota Vikings told Kirk Cousins about their plans to draft a quarterback in this draft. Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers quarterback, went on the morning show with KJZ and said that the communication with the front office and him has been great. Both of those teams knew their quarterback enough quarterbacks who are comparatively less valuable to their team to their franchise than Aaron Rodgers to give him that and if you're Green Bay and you know yeah Aaron Rodgers can be a bit of a handful he can be a bit difficult to deal with you don't want to try and get out in front of this if your plans really are to draft his replacement you don't want to loop him in on this you instead think it would be a great idea to blindside him with that I can understand some of the sentiment here, but more than anything, the reason I can understand it is because when you are the best at what you do and when you're the best at what anyone does in that organization, you got the power and leverage. We all look for it and we just get mad at the people who have it because so few of us are ever going to get to that point. And that's why I can't knock Aaron Rodgers. Ah, man. I mean, that, that absolutely nails it. The Packers completely botched this from a management position if Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo are getting uh heads up that hey we're gonna do this we're gonna and 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 these teams are going out of their way to make sure there's communication between them and their quarterbacks but the Packers can't offer the same respect to Aaron Rodgers I get it 
and little things add up. You need to know your quarterback's personality. It's not like Aaron Rodgers is new to that organization. You know his personality. Over-communicate. Coquel, you and I do a lot more at this station, at ESPN West Palm, than just this show. I would say we over-communicate because you know I can get frustrated. You know that it eases that frustration if you tell me things well beforehand, vice versa. And you know what? It works because there's respect. What the Packers did was disrespect Aaron Rodgers, and I get it. Here's the one difference between Aaron Rodgers and his bosses. For the people who want to take the flip side and say the Packers are the boss, Aaron Rodgers is the employee. Aaron Rodgers makes more money than his boss. (laughs) So if you make more money and you're more valuable than your boss, things kind of change a little bit. And I assure you that the quarterback, number 12, is more important in the grand scheme of things then he is less replaceable than the guy who's in the front office. By I mean, way, that's just how it is. And Gojo's really coming into his own. He's good. That I mean, that was excellent. I mean, that that is is absolutely what has happened here, and that is absolutely at the crux of the Aaron Rodgers versus Packers, is that why couldn't he just get a text message? Hey, man. We're, we're going to take this guy in the first round. Doesn't mean anything uh, in the short term. You're our quarterback, but we just need to make sure that we have something for when you eventually hang it up. That's how you ha- That's all it took. That's and it. it would have avoided all of this. Communicate. Avoided all of it. He is Coquel. I am Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spin your lunch with Ken by calling 888 760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Yesterday was one of those moments for a broadcaster where you say something and you realize almost immediately, oh bleep, I really screwed up. And this one definitely a little bit sensitive. Ken Levicka live. He's Coquel. I am Ken Levicka. Joe Rigotti hanging out with us as well. Uh, before we get to uh, what happened uh, to Jim Beglin of CBS, uh, the credit clinic, if you have bad credit, the credit clinic at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach has your back. Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. That's where I was able to get my brand new, beautiful blue. Unfortunately, now baking in the hot sun of the sixth floor parking garage Phillips Point. My Kia K5 GT. Oh, it is gorgeous. If you have bad credit, the credit clinic at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach has your back. Local bank representatives are on site to grant special approval to consumers who meet certain minimum criteria. So if you have a job bringing home $350 a week, the credit clinic says, yeah, we can put you in a car at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. I mean, that's awesome. And by the way, look at these deals. 2021 Kia Forte, zero down payment, $265 a month. Mm. That's so good. If you mention this ad at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach, you receive a flat screen TV with your new Kia purchase. Punish them at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Go buy the car and get the TV. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Yesterday, CBS uh, had the Champions League, and this was a matchup between Manchester City and uh, uh, Paris Saint-Germain. And it did not go well in the second half for Paris Saint-Germain as Manchester City won and will move on to the Champions League final. Angel Di Maria, star of uh, Paris Saint-Germain, collected a red card for spiking a Manchester City player in the foot. This is how it was summarized by color commentator Jim Beglin. (laughs) 
think this is it. Yeah. It's, it's the, the fact that he's he's just kicked out and he's he's caught him on his foot, lower leg area. There, it's a stamp. It's a stamp on on. Trying to do, uh, to go, but it's, it's that Latino temperament. Uh-oh. It's that Latino temperament that came out of his mouth on a worldwide broadcast yesterday. When I, Coquel, when I heard that, I was like, ooh, uh-oh, that's not going to be received well. And it was not. Twitter gave Jim Beglin hell yesterday. And one intention, or I mean to say something, and it comes out. I mean, that was a, a racist stereotype. And so uh, Jim Beglin received a lot of criticism uh so we decided to go to um a a legitimate source of someone who uh would be affected by jim beglin's comment yesterday about de maria's red card the latino temperament uh julian zaldivar who you hear every single day at noon on uh deporte 760 community data and uh uh, julian my uh my mexican brother it is it's good to talk (laughs) to you uh latino temperament uh, that description on a CBS broadcast of the Champions League, uh, it, it seems stereotypical to me when I heard it. I cringed. How did you take it, though, as someone who's actually a Latino in this spot? For sure, Ken. And first and foremost, you made my day. Cinco de Mayo calling me your brother. <laughs> I thought you hated me, but hey, you never know. You always surprise me, Ken. Uh, you know, it's funny because, yeah, it's stereotypical when you call a Latino player uh, temperamental, and of course, there's a lot of passion. But I think actually, in this particular case, the stereotype is kind of real. I feel like Latino soccer players tend to really put their heart, their heart out there, and just sometimes lose their head. Not only Latino soccer players, Latino soccer fans. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm Mexican. Like Dolce Cinco de Mayo, I was looking for like a Mexican soccer jersey. Why not? Perfect day to wear it. I asked my wife, Janine, who also happens to be Mexican, have you seen my, my jersey, mi amor? I don't know where it is. She said, isn't that the one that you burned four years ago <laughs> when Mexico lost against Brazil in the World Cup? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then you forget about those things. I, felt like, I feel like that's how, we, that's how much we enjoy soccer. So, so uh, Mexican-born <laughs> and bred Julian Zaldivar is not offended by Jim Beglin's Latino temperament comment. Not really. I can understand where he's coming from. I've heard worse things, and I feel like overall what he's really trying to say is passion. I think he's trying to relate to the passion that Latino soccer fans have. Maybe he didn't say it in the right way, in the perfect way, but I think I think that's a great point, because when I hear that, after I thought about it a little bit, if he would have used the word passion, he would have said the same thing without being A bit offensive. Does it matter at all that he was quickly apologetic and realized like I maybe so. this is wrong? Does that help at all that he was like, all right, wait, I didn't mean it like that. He kind of, you kind of knew that someone he, was yeah, in his ear immediately. They're like, hey, why are you saying uh-huh. like, be apologize now? Apologize right now. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. But I feel like overall, it's like Cinco de Mayo again. We know in Mexico, this is not like a big holiday. It's not Mexican Independence Day. When I came to the U.S., I was surprised. Like, wow, it's a big deal. It's a big fiesta. And then maybe at first I saw some stereotypes and I was a bit offended, but then I really thought things over and I'm like, hey, is this another occasion to celebrate my country, celebrate uh, my heritage, and I love to drink, I love fiesta, we're joyful, we're passionate, so well, bring it on. Th- what, is, what is more offensive to Julian <laughs> Zaldivar? Uh, random white frat boy walking down Clematis with a sombrero and a fake mustache, or what Jim Beglin said with the Latino temperament yesterday? I think it has to do uh, wearing the sombrero, yeah. the serape, yeah. and the bigote all, and just trying to speak Spanish, but again, 
as I assimilate, I try to understand, like, it's a fiesta. We Mexicans are joyful people. We like to party, we like to drink, we like to be social. So I'm celebrating Cinco de Mayo, so, the American way today. So if they buy you a drink, then you're cool with it. You'll let that go, too. Of course. If, 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 <laughs> he has to, he or she has to buy me two drinks yeah. in order for me to be happy. Cerveza but. talks. It absolutely talks. That's but what I've learned about you. But for sure, in soccer, and I'm happy that he immediately... Thought about it and he apologized. Well, but let me, let's just finish with this: uh, the the outrage over it, the social media outrage, was that overreaction? I think people nowadays are very sensitive, and yes, I understand where it's coming from, but I don't think he meant it in the wrong way. Honestly, someone who's calling soccer games, someone who's devoted to the sport, with so many Latino superstars, part of the of the soccer world, I think you have to think about it from who it's coming from. I understand people are really sensitive about races mm-hmm. and all that stuff right now. I was an offended person. Like like Julian was saying, if he would have presented it as passion instead of Latino temperament, it's taken a completely different way. And the fact that Jim Beglin apologized right away, I mean remorseful, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I'm not going to judge a person on a singular mistake. I'm just not going to do it. And I think that and I hope that Jim Beglin... Uh, does not lose a job over this or lose an opportunity over this. I think it was an honest mistake. Yeah, I think, you know, through one of those, he did his apology, maybe come out with another public apology, again, a, a pure statement, and then just sit a game. Sit yourself a game. Yeah. Admit, I made a mistake. I'm going to take myself off the next broadcast. And I think we just, after talking to Julian especially, I, I think we're okay there. But you just, you can't, you got to avoid the racial stereotypes. You got to avoid the stereotypes. It's never, in this day and age, it is never, ever, ever going to end well for you. It's not funny. It's not clever. It's just bad. No, there's no reason for it. No. I, you get all this hate mail and messages. You don't want it. You don't, you don't want all that. You don't want stuff showing up in your Facebook messages. No, it, it just, it's it's not worth it. Uh, that'll wrap for us. Boy, what a, what an hour that was. Yeah. We'll be back again for another super quick hour. He's Coquel. I'm Ken LaVega. Subscribe to the podcast. Thanks, Joe Rigotti. We've been live on ESPN 106.3.